folks, Brendan here from Blue Light, and welcome back to another YouTube video stroke podcast. Whether you're watching this or listening to this, this is the only place you need to be to discover all you need to know about the police recruitment process. And for those of you who are already serving for the promotion process for specialist interviews and transfer interviews, this is the place you need to be. So in this video, this podcast, I'm going to take a look at the thorny issue that presents to so many of you who want to get promoted, and that's how to answer forward-facing questions. Now, if you're in the recruitment process, you might also find this useful and interesting, so stick around. And if you want to find out some links to all the things I'm going to talk about, the webinars, the interactive webinars, the group sessions, the one-to-ones, then click the links below. Uh, for the paid services. You can also find some of the free-to-access services via the Facebook groups for those of you who want to join the police and for those of you who are already serving. Almost 25,000 people collectively in those two Facebook groups. Incredible. Uh, so you're all amazing. If you remember that group, those groups, you're all amazing. Thank you for being such active participants in those groups. So anyway, back to last night. Last night, I ran one of my weekly webinars to help support the Enforce Advancement Group. This is a group of almost 300 police officers who meet on a weekly basis. No, there's never 300. It's normally just a handful. There's uh, several of us will meet on Zoom where we will practice the sort of questions that you're going to get. And this group, amazingly, I'm going to have to increase the price of this. It's £3.33 a month to join you. For that, you get a course on how to pass promotion boards, how to pass specialist interviews, and you get the opportunity to practice with me, get feedback, learn from each other, and you also get what's now probably over a year's worth of webinar recordings. £3.33 a month. Am I am I bonkers? <laughs> I should charge far more than that. Um, anyway, I enjoy it. I love doing this. So I'm going to share with you seven things that came up last night in the forward-facing question practice. And the question that we focused on is how in the future as a sergeant, how in the future as, a, as an inspector, or we also got someone who's preparing to be a superintendent, how in the future as a superintendent, will you ensure a culture where the emotional well-being of your staff is catered for. So this is a very current and topical issue, the well-being of your staff. You're not going to get anywhere in terms of performance unless the well-being of your staff is being looked after. So it's a key, key skill, and it's almost a banker that you're going to get asked questions about this on your board, especially in such challenging and uh, challenging times. So the first thing we took a look at was structure. You've got to have a structured approach to your answer. Otherwise, you're going to meander off all over the place. And the one that we like to use, the one that I've promoted, and it seems to be working really well, I heard from an inspector candidate the other day who came top in her force. So well done to you. You know who you are. Um, well done. So pleased and proud of your achievement there. And they use this structure. And we start off, you're going to get asked this question, so tell me how in the future you will ensure a culture of emotional well-being in your teams. So the first thing we're going to talk about is why this is important. So this is where we can go into things like um, 
the people strategy, the HR strategy for the force. And bearing in mind, especially if you're going to be an inspector or a superintendent, you should be aware of what these things are. So from there, once you've talked about why it's important, you can talk about what you're going to do. More importantly, how specifically are you going to do those things? Now, what tends to happen is people just reel off this shopping list of things they're going to do. And it's all really vague. And it all sounds like what sergeants and inspectors and superintendents did 10 years ago. If I'm honest, boring. What we're looking at being is the awesome sergeants, inspectors and superintendents of the future. The ones that are going to be able to help take the force through troubled times who are going to be able to help the force set a vision and be part of that vision. And I know some of you may say, oh, it's a bit too altruistic, but I had this conversation last night. You want to be an inspector. You're going to have to step up and we're not going to accept that, oh, actually everyone's pulled out and it's really difficult and all the response teams are being crippled. You're going to be an inspector. If anyone's going to change that, it's you. It's not the chief constable. It's you and your sergeants. So how are you going to do that? Um, we've got to come across as being the best version of our future inspector, superintendent, sergeant self, not fall into the trap, which forms part of the second point, because the first point is structure. Oh, and by the way, we finish off that how with um, what it's going to result in. And we don't reel off this big shopping list. Let's just focus on three things that we're going to do. You can allude to some of the other things, but focus in detail on just three things. So there we go, folks. We've got why it's important what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, three things, and then what's it going to result in. That will nail it. That will nail it. All right, second point. If you're going to be an inspector, you're going to be superintendent. Remember, it's not your job to do all the one-to-ones. So in terms of well-being, one of the candidates last night talked about how they were going to do one-to-ones with all of their staff. If you're an inspector, you're going to have probably getting on for 25, 30 members of staff. If you do one a day every month, that's one a day. Uh, that's one a day <laughs> for a whole month, and then you're going to start again. It's not doable. You've got sergeants, and what would your sergeants think if you were doing all of that work for them? They'd be pretty upset, wouldn't they? Because that's their job. So your job is to enable your sergeants to do an awesome job in terms of welfare, well-being, and that emotional awareness stuff, because that's the competency it comes from. <laughs> Number three, that same point. Phrases like make sure. I'm going to make sure. Now, whenever I hear a phrase like that, I always think, really? You know, you might be in charge, but you're not in control. It's your job to support and enable your sergeants as a potential superintendent. It's your job to support and enable your inspector cadre to do the things that you need them to do to achieve the vision for the force. You can't make them do it. So how are you going to support and enable people to do the things that the force wants them to do that's going to enable that strategy, the people strategy that we we referred to in the sort of why? How are you going to enable them to do that thing? So we talked a lot about that how, the real deep dive into the how. Uh, number four, we talked about, uh, we touched on diversity, equality and inclusion. And the question I asked them was, if you were on a board and you were asked this question, how would you react? So what have you done personally? What have you done personally to improve diversity in this force? 
Now, I think this is a killer question, and I'm surprised forces aren't asking this one already. If you want to improve the diversity of the force, it's not the positive action team's responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. Now, there's a police force in this world who've done this. The Peel Regional Police in Canada, they introduced this question, amongst other things, to improve the diversity of their force. And the question was, if you want to get promoted, you're going to have to answer this question, and you're going to have to give a detailed answer. And it's going to have to be not just, I've visited the positive action team and spoken to them. What have you done personally to improve diversity within this force? And we talked about the sort of things that are within your gift as an inspector or as a sergeant or a superintendent. They are within your gift to do these things and you're duplicating actually the good practice that's been demonstrated in another force in a different part of the world who now actually have over representation so if you take a look at the peel regional police website you are going to see a force that's got over representation compared to the massive under representation they had about 10 or 15 years ago anyway we talked in detail about that too so that's number four gosh let's see if we can get to number seven um be careful about your language so one of the client, my clients talked about um, staff associations and I don't think it was a throwaway comment. I think they genuinely believed in it. They said, it's a shame they have to exist. The problem with that, though, is it invited further questions from me because I wanted to know exactly what they meant by that. So be careful about saying anything contentious. The individual was very well-meaning. The individual in their heart believe that we need to be at a place where staff associations don't need to exist but the very fact that they said that it's a shame they have to exist it only invited questions from me as the assessor and that's what will happen on the board as well now uh, number six um actually we're gonna have more than seven i think yeah i think we're gonna go to i forgot eight or nine um People strategy, metrics. So in terms of the at the end of your answer, when you're talking about what is this going to result in, these three things I'm going to introduce, and we talked about so many of those things, um, so many of the things we could, you could introduce, um, very specific things as well, and very different things, things that will work, are grounded in research, and not necessarily from the police sector, but could be from other sectors, and actually are from other sectors, because I've researched this stuff on your behalf. But um, when we get to, once we've done that, we get to the what bit. So what's this going to result in? The language can be a bit fluffy. We're going to understand each other. We're going to deliver a more effective service. No, too vague. If you're going to be an inspector or a superintendent, I want some metrics off you, and I want them to relate to the people strategy. So once you've done those things, what impact is it going to have on the metrics? What impact is it going to have? I'm not going to use the word targets, because then you start playing the target games this isn't about targets you do well-being and welfare because it's the right thing to do but it will have a result in terms of things like retention in terms of sickness in terms of how content you feel in your role satisfaction with your role but ultimately key metrics like retention key metrics like uh, sickness rates so that's how we can measure some of these things Number seven, on the subject of staff associations, um, some of the clients talked about having a list of staff associations that they could consult. We went one step further, and there's this awesome one question. You can watch it on the webinar, on the recording of the webinar, but there's this one question which will completely 
completely, completely get the assessors thinking, this is someone who's got something about them. One question in respect of those staff associations. All you need to do is just mention this one question. I guarantee you're going to have assessors on the board looking at you thinking, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. So um, I did say seven, didn't I? But we're up to number eight now. Um, okay, let's just go to, there it is. Right. Um, yeah, I mentioned those three things. Avoid the shopping list. Um the superintendent candidate came up with what effectively was a 12-point plan, which meant they skipped over so many things. Focus on just three things, three things. So there was some really interesting stuff about use of case studies, um, advocated detail around that, um, in terms of a life skills audit. And that was something else that I believed that they should focus on. And the other thing that I thought they should focus on, actually, there's four things. Uh, the fourth one, the third one was use of influences in terms of social media. And the fourth one was the use of an external community scrutiny panel. And so we talked in great depth about that. So as opposed to have a 12-point plan that you're skipping over, you're focusing on uh, four things here which I think would really really help nail it in particular in particular this force with some of the issues that they're having um, so like I said case studies use of case studies and how you're going to utilize them on your teams a skills audit but a life skills audit uh, doing it in a very authentic way the use of social media influences and also the use of a community scrutiny panel and how you would go, how you would actually create one of those and utilize one of those. So there you go, folks. I did say seven, didn't I? I think it's like 89. Can you see how much we covered in just, I think it was one hour and 45 minutes that session. I had to cut it short to go and pick up uh, Mrs. Blue Light from the railway station. But um, we covered so much ground, honestly. The way to succeed is by practicing, folks preparing for your boards preparing for your recruitment process preparing for interviews by writing things down and reading it out to a mirror yeah great but it's no substitute for practicing with real people with your peers around you from forces all around the united kingdom and with me there scratching my head at times thinking how am i going to give feedback on this one uh, because we have some awesome stuff and we also have some stuff where i think that's going to be a train wreck but where's the best place to make mistakes? Here with me on my webinars. So join me on those webinars, folks. There's the link below. At the moment, it's £3.33 a month to subscribe to that service. Bonkers. <laughs> it should be far more than that. Um, you're getting 26 years worth of coaching experience to help people with police promotion boards and such like. 26 years worth awesome stuff anyway i enjoy doing it so much that's the reason why um I, I i do it once a week in term time only in holidays i take time off that's why i retired from the police anyway folks listen i hope you enjoyed this got something out of it i know i sort of skipped over a load of things and a lot of these things require a lot of detail uh, attention to detail but join the group that's where you're going to get that detail i'll catch up with you soon folks bye-bye for now <laughs>